is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Back in the saddle again on a Thursday. It is the uh, 15th of uh, February, right? I didn't lose track that poorly. Anyway, it's a Thursday show. And a tremendous amount to talk about with what's going on in the world. Uh, big news out of Kansas City. Stories all across the board about crime in America. Boy, this should be a lovely, lovely show. And on top of that, the Willis trial. It, it went from the Donald Trump trial to the, um, uh, what, what's her name? She is the attorney general down there. No, she's the DA down there, Willis, the district attorney. She was all set to put Trump a, put put Trump away and everything turned against her. It's it's like it's like an episode of uh, Scooby Doo, you know. You swear at somebody, but it's it's the hotel owner all along. It's you. And uh, Jeff called me up. Jeff's been enamored with, of course, the live coverage. Uh, Court TV has it on. Fox has been covering it all day. It started around eleven o'clock, or even actually before that. So this is the one where oh uh, yeah we're gonna we're gonna put Trump away. There's, there's ninety one indictments. This, that, and the other thing. Plus, there's a fraud trial going on. Trump's down there in New York City. There's yet another trial on the docket for next month. They're going to do their best to keep him out. There's so many things happening right now. It's absurd. Not to mention more and more of the Yentas on The View talking poorly about Tucker Carlson being the worst journalist ever, saying Chris Wallace said so, which is laughable in itself. Um, I mean, and again, uh, the horrible, horrible crimes that have been going on. The big story, of course— that uh, the Yentas on the View barely touched today was what happened at the uh, ceremony, uh, uh, the, uh, the the football parade for, well, I don't know what to call it. They, 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 in New York City, it was a ticker tape parade. In Kansas City, it looks like a walk in some empty yard. Do they have any buildings in Kansas City? <laughs> it's just, it looks, looks like a desert out there. But anyway, it was a horrible, horrible day. Um, and sure enough, oh, they, they estimated like over 700,000 people were there. Uh, for the big Super Bowl party or parade, and it was almost over bef- before two or three guys. It's 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 hard to explain. I, I mean, I y- you would think by now we'd have all the details. Actually, I do have some articles to read that I uh, that I, I sent to myself, so I'd be prepared. But because of my eye condition, I did get my my right eye done yesterday locally, and everything went fine. Uh, I just I, I clearly know I have anxiety issues. That's for sure. I, I guess it's I, I guess when someone puts something in your eye uh, that doesn't belong there, uh, I get a little anxious. But I did manage to get it done. 
everyone was a professional about it. My wife, Sharon, was there. Um, she, she drove me back and forth from the two centers. And um, so right eye is done, left eye is next week. Uh, you don't want to look at me now. Right now, I, I look like, uh, <laughs> I, I look like a, a, a guy at Aqueduct Speedway on a, on a Saturday afternoon betting on the horses. All I need is a cigar and a white belt and white shoes. I got those, uh, eye, you know, those eyeglasses. I, I, I should say, how am I going to say? Fly glasses, excuse me. I look like a human fly. In fact, I'm taking them off. They're ridiculous. I don't know why I have mine. It is a little bright in here. But nonetheless, it's not that bad. So with all the angst getting ready, you know, the one guy who, you know, who does the initial stuff with the laser, so you can't move, sir. You can't do that. You got to look left. You can't look right. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. That was the tough part, you know, putting a piece of plastic in your eye so it would stay open like at a, at a clockwork orange. And then wheeled over, over there to the other side of town, thanks to Sharon, of course, that's Samaritan. And uh, they took care of business there. Not easy, but very, very professional. And I can tell you this much, from what I can see, there was parts of, of what I did yesterday at Samaritan where I couldn't see at all. But it, literally at one point I was signing documents and I didn't even know what I was signing. I was signing it like I was Harpo Marx, like X marks a spot. I, I have no idea. I could have signed my life away. What did I just sign? doesn't matter. It's already taken care of. Good luck. So phase one is done. But, uh, and then, of course, I couldn't sleep. And I don't know how I'm awake right now. But nonetheless, I came in to do some business today. got here a little late. Jim was gracious enough. He understands. Uh, but I couldn't walk away from the show with what's going on. And plus, I also want to thank Mayor Jeff Graham, former mayor, always mayor, Jeff Graham and Hotline Host for sitting in for me yesterday. And he offered to do the same today. And I really appreciate that. I truly do. But I said, no, I want to come in because there's so many things to talk about. I, I don't want to get into the details of what, what happened to me in terms of my eye stuff because that just bores the hell out of you. Uh, I don't want to get to that age where I just talk about my aches and pains and you know, uh, how many times I go to the bathroom every day. But because that just bores you. Plus, it's almost the dinner hour. But uh, like I said, professionalism up in Watertown. And I'm, and I'm in good. I was in good hands yesterday. Ken Martin just texted to me. Uh, it, he said, uh, can you before I leave when the show ends at six, he guesstimates there should be at least an inch or two in the next hour of snow. It's snowing as we speak. Uh, we've been lucky, but uh, it's that kind of snow that's going to stick to the satellite dish outside. So he asked me if I can if I can clean it off before I leave, and I will do that. Uh, so anyway, uh, locally, not much happening. I don't want to talk about the zoo. Nobody wants to talk about the zoo. I just assume just talk about national stuff. So I mentioned the uh, the two kids that got disrespected yesterday. One probably stepped on the other guy's foot, and he took out a gun and started shooting at him. And uh, eight people were shot, one dead. And ironically enough, you know, you know, radio is not the smallest industry in the world, but a beautiful young mother of two died in the crossfire. I believe she was 29 years old. Very well-known super fan. I mean, not, not that you would expect, you know, not that it matters if there's a death in a crowd of a million people. That's, that's terrible. But this particular woman was very, very well-known. So it was like a needle in a, in a haystack, essentially, of someone that actually uh, many other people in the community knew about. So that's ironic in itself, but she perished. Uh, eight kids were, were either hurt or shot in the stamp, in ensuing stampede because everyone panics. And, uh, and, and by the way, a white guy tackled them. Uh, and he happens to be married to a woman of color. Figured I'd throw that in there because the Yentas on The View didn't talk about that today. They said, oh, that was awful. But we got to go on and bash T Tucker Carlson. Did you know he was in Russia talking to the dictator of Vladimir Putin? He calls himself a journalist. 
It's like, guys, um, you know, everyone's talking about the, tra- you know, if you want to talk about Taylor Swift showing up at, at her at her crazy boyfriend's game every Sunday, right to the very end, and Jeff made a very good point today, and I didn't know this, that um, Travis Kelsey, unlike his brother Jason, who's not as attractive, who's definitely more mature than his brother, uh, decided to go to a, uh, a party, and, and there's pictures of him partying, partying hardy. Uh, this just hours after the horrific events that happened. Now, some people would say, well, you know, it's not his fault that a couple of you know young kids in Missouri decided to have a dispute because one disrespected the other. That disrespected, man. <laughs> Thank God for that guy to make that quick move to jump on this bum because others would have been shot and or killed. But no, no, that's not the big story of the day. And we're finding out just a couple of days ago, actually, what, three, actually over a week ago, there was an incident that happened at a Walmart parking lot where a guy just minding his own business, driving, and someone pulls out, and he accidentally scratches this car that's coming out of their parking. Very simple. can happen. I'm sure there's people listening right now that says, oh, that happened to me, either on the, on the bad end of it or you were the, you know, the culprit, so to speak. It happens. Accidents happen, right? That's why we have erasers at the end of pencils. Well, it's not always that easy. White guy gets out, says, I apologize, gets shot in the face, he's killed. He's 59 years old. Now he's not breathing anymore. He's going to be pushing up daisies. And I hate to use that expression, but I say that because it's so infuriating that the woman just shot him in the face without any exception and just drove away. Did she look like the guy she drove away that she shot in the face? No, she didn't. If I could show you her mugshot, you'd understand. But it's a radio show. It's a family hour. I can't get into that. And then another, you know, I get all of this because I couldn't sleep. I'm, I'm, I, it is the worst thing in the world to leave the TV on, especially in my condition, uh, you know, because I try to take, I, I took uh, gummies that put you to sleep. I, I got all this stuff, uh, melatonin. I took four melatonins. Just, I just wanted to knock myself out. And it didn't, I, I might have fallen asleep for maybe three, four hours and then wake up for an hour and went to sleep again for another maybe an hour and a half. Crazy dreams. Amy Horton was in one of my dreams. <laughs> Amy, if you're listening, you were in one of my crazy dreams. And just nothing makes any sense. So I said, let's, you know, let me just, you know, watch an episode of The Odd Couple or something, which cheers me up. And then I turned it on to Fox and Friends first, which used to be on at four o'clock. But since the uh, Dominion uh, lawsuit, now it's only from five to six. So I watched the five to six hour. And it's nothing but bad news. I mean, it's nothing but bad news. So they talked about the Kansas City incident. And then they bring up these two other incidents that, for the most part, mainstream media doesn't want to talk about. That's the one that happened in Walmart. And this other man who lost his 32-year-old son in Washington, D.C. in a carjacking. And he was, you know, held by gunpoint by, I believe, a uh, 14-year-old young Irishman. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm lying. And he, he got out of the car. He cooperated. And they shot him anyway. So the father's there without his son. So there's nothing worse than not being able to sleep. But what exasperates it is bad news. Because then you go back into sleep and you have all these you guys, for the most part, have bad dreams, always bad dreams. Women have dreams where, oh, I lost love. Oh, jeepers. Uh, there's what's in the sky. Oh, it's a unicorn. Oh, boy, that's a great dream. Guys have end of the world. Everything's hap- Everything's falling apart. People are shooting each other for no reason. And then I wake up. It's, it's not a dream. It's actually happening. I'm watching Fox News. Why am I doing this to myself? So all these things compounded. So today I got in, uh, you know, a little late. Obviously, I got here actually during the noon hour when Jeff was doing his show. And prior to that, I started watching this this trial. Now, Jeff went into detail 
uh, during his show. So he was, ta- he was watching it, too. Then I talked to him before my show this afternoon. And he says, uh, Glenn, uh, did you see the trial? And Hannity played some, some sound bites from, uh, from Willis herself, the DA, defending herself. I think the big question is when she knew her boyfriend, either before the summer of 2021 or 2022, or maybe it's off by a month, but there's documents saying that this didn't happen. So they're catching her at a lie. And it just looks at, looked like at the end of a really, really bad Perry Mason episode. I mean, really bad because she's screaming there. And this is entitlement at its worst. This is, this, is, this is identity politics, identity legal systems, whatever you want to say, all combined into one. This is what the liberals wanted. This is what George Soros wanted. And this is what we're seeing in real time. An amateur in a high-level position in Fulton County, Atlanta, trying to derail the former president of the United States and making a complete fool of herself. They showed another uh, woman that worked for her about three, four years ago, and she didn't want to be there, she, blah, 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 but she was subpoenaed anyway, but she, she was under oath. And she was hesitant. Then, of course, her, her, her lover gets on stage, and he's a big muscle guy that could do a lot better than her. But, you know, obviously he's sleeping with her for many, many reasons, so we'll just avoid, you know, getting into that. And he's taking forever to answer questions. And then, of course, Willis herself gets on set, on, on, on the stand, making a fool of herself. If somehow or other this woman still is part of this, um, this trial, this whole proceeding against former President Donald Trump and hopefully future president once again— uh, that, then we, we truly know that the system, we know the system's rigged now, but we would definitely uh, understand it if, she, if, if somehow or other she still prevails out of all this. I doubt she will. So that's some good drama going on on live TV. Uh, that's must-see TV right there. So let's take a phone call and see who's mad at me. Hi, you're in the air. Uh, Glenn on the zoo? Yeah, oh, goodness gracious. Yes, on the zoo. <laughs> you're kidding. You are kidding. I wanted to ask you... What eye did you have done, Glenn? Uh, my right eye. So you can't see nothing. Out of I, that no, eye? I can. I can. Yesterday was very difficult. Even even today, I was walk. I, I have a tendency to keep it shut because I just it's still uncomfortable and it looks like hell. I look like uh, I look like otter at the end of Animal House. After you, you guys asked any difference? Um, not yet. No. It's it's recovering, uh, but not yet. No, no. But uh, the doctor, I had uh, post op today at seven fifteen in the morning. And uh, I, I went there, and he said, oh, everything's fantastic. I said, well, of course you're what supposed to. What, do you have to, to take drops or something? Yeah, f- uh, drops every four hours. And I forgot to bring them in, so when I get home, i got to get the drops. I was wondering if, there, if he could notice a difference. I, I do notice a difference. In fact, he, really? put, he put in yellow stuff. Uh, uh, one of his uh, assistants put in yellow stuff in my eye today, and it, it felt much better after that. Well, you've got a right to be uh, nervous about it. Oh. Like, God, somebody's messing with your vision. You're going to be nervous. Well, here's, here's the thing. And, and, My father had it done, but he was uh, probably in his 70s or 80s. But that was a different time. I'm talking probably 30 years ago, Glenn. Right. And I, a little and, bit different. But, uh, and this one is, is used lasers. So you, it's, right. it's, you know, they, it gets right to your eye. And it breaks up what was there, and you can't see. I mean, at that point, that it, right? It, oh wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see. Um, you know, you could be. I don't know. I don't know how Tim sees things, but I would assume that what I would, the level of my right eye in the last 24 hours, certainly 24 hours ago, was probably what Tim sees every day. And I shouldn't talk on. I was wondering Tim's if you behalf. noticed it was any better or not. It's better now, but Is I it? can't tell if it's going to be. I mean, they say it's going to be two to three days. I can't yeah, wait to see the difference. A friend of mine had it done on the street, and uh, boy, he, he was braving about it, the difference. He couldn't see anything there for quite a while, not very well anyways. At night especially. That's what yes. that's what concerned yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I want, just want to yeah, the zoo. wish Listen you to good you. luck on the other eye, Glenn. And, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, sir. I hope it works out for you. Thank I, God for your wife. She's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, she's, she's an angel, that's for yeah. sure. Okay, Glenn. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Thank you. So, yeah, that was yesterday, and then next Wednesday, I'd do it all over again. Um, Jim said when he had his uh, LASIK done, he, they gave him some Valiums. I'm like, wow, who's your doctor? I'd rather get, I, you know, they say you can't drink anything. <laughs> they also say you can't take aspirin when I did. So all these things add up to all this, uh, you know, I'm thinking back like, well, geez, did I make a mistake? Should I not have taken that? I mean, what are you going to do? You got a headache? You don't want to live with it, right? Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You're going to be blind in three weeks. <clears throat> Didn't they tell you? Hi, you're on the oh, hi, you're on the air. Yeah, I'd like to go back to the Fonnie Willis thing you you were covering on your introduction. Yes, thank you, uh, Danny, for for bringing that up. You got that totally ass backwards. Okay, what did I get wrong? First of all, let me. First of all, it's not a trial. It's a hearing to establish some facts that the prosecution wants to do to prove that she and Mr. Wade were involved back in 2019. Right. Not 2020. She she was not even there to testify. But after Mr. Wade testified under oath, which he was required to be there, right? She came into the room, said, "I want, I want to testify." Oh, okay. So she on her own recognizance. Absolutely. Gotcha. And it's amazing because she did a. I, I watched it for four hours. Yeah. And it's still on, by the way. Oh, good, good. I'll, I'll watch the highlights. I think, I think they're ready to break now, anyway. Yeah. But uh, the prosecutors that were after Wade and now after her are just horrible. Why, why do you say that? Because they're pro. Because they got the facts mixed up. They're looking. They're digging for something. they you know. You remember the old, old, uh, who was a Bill Clinton uh, uh, phrase? There ain't no there there. Yeah, or is uh, the word is yeah. No, that, that's what he said. No there there. All right, whatever. Yes. That's what they're. They're not going to get anything. So let me ask the question because my eyesight hasn't been so great. Is the prosecutor the big buxom blonde, Danny? Yes. Yeah, she's beautiful, by the way. I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah, she's good. I like her. I like her a lot. Or something. I yeah. Don't yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah, they're, they're vicious. Her and the three or four guys that's on her team. Right. Uh, they're just ripping them. And, and they went all the way back to uh, they. Bonnie uh, Willis was absolutely, she she was not required to be there, but she wanted to be there to set the record straight. And she filled in the blanks with money and dates and times and, and things that, she just, she just made prosecutors look like fools. Now, I don't know. From what I can see and, and hear, uh, you know, because Hannity and I was, you know, I got it at my desk so I can hear all this. Uh, it sounds like she's on the defensive, Danny. Well, she is. She's defending herself. No, I know. But it sounds like she's she's well, she's upset and she's line. making a mockery here, of here's things. Here's the bottom line. Yeah. They've been friends for a long time. Right. Then you get into the sexual aspect of it, which was only the last couple of years because the guy had COVID. He had cancer problems, Mr. Wade, the guy that she was with. And they're, they're trying to make a case, but here's the bottom line, as far as I read it, and I think the way the judge is going to rule on it. Whatever happened between them, it happened. She admits it. He admits it. Everybody knows it, so they're trying to draw a different line of the date that it started, that she hired him for some reason so she could pay back money and they could make the trips and get reimbursed and all that sort of stuff. Right. She, she shot that all to hell. The bottom line is this. No matter what their sexual life was, the two of them, no matter when it was, okay, would not impact what the jury heard in, during that trial because nobody at that time, point in time, knew anything about their relationship, so it would not have impacted the jury and their decision, period. All right, so what about the, okay, first of all, uh, would you suggest, like I'm sure the Yentas on The View tomorrow will say that this is racially motivated? 
No, I'm not going to go down that line. Well, you wouldn't? Why, why wouldn't you? Because, what, I mean, you're, you're basically saying, like, this hearing, sorry for saying otherwise earlier, it is a hearing. Uh, this hearing, in your words, seems like it was unnecessary. Therefore, the conclusion might be, just like with Pierre, uh, what's her name, uh, this press secretary over Kirby there saying she was jilted because she's black, that that, that might, might suggest that this hearing is ma- racially motivated. You don't want to make a comment on that at all, Danny? No, I don't think so, because it, it was, it was, he was, uh, Mr. Wade, uh, Nathan Wade, who was her, 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 her lover, yeah, okay, was required to be there. Muscle guy. Her testimony. She was not required to be there, so it wasn't a trial in that sense. Right. It, it was a hearing, but he he was required to be there to answer the, the questions. She came into the room and said, "I'm not. Re- I don't have to be here. I don't want to be here, but I'm going to be here to set the record straight." And that's why she started. And you're saying that she did a good thing by by going on her own in yeah, on did. her own defense. I, I think it was. Actually, I watched it about four hours. All right. Well, fair enough. Okay. And uh, but here I'll say one more time. Yeah. Whatever happened between those two, whenever it happened between those two, when, where, how, whatever. Yeah. Would not have. I'll underscore that. Would not have impacted the jury's decision in the RICO trial of Trump and the 18 others because they, nobody knew about it then, so it had no impact on the jury's ruling and decision. And so there's no favoritism here, plus he, apparently he's getting a higher rate of uh, uh, hourly wages. It, that's irrelevant. And you, yeah, and you, you, you said that Wade also had the qualifications. Other people suggest that he shouldn't be in the room for, the, for such a high-profile trial. What well, say you, Dan? Those other people are wrong because he set the record straight, and also he set the record straight even the times that he made the billing, but they didn't even have money to pay him for a couple, for, for a couple of months. They're back-to-back, and he said, I don't know why you're acting this. You're about ready to make me cry because I was working my butt off, and I wasn't getting paid for it. I didn't bill him because they didn't have the money to pay me. Yeah, well, he was working his butt off, all right. No, no, no. See, you're trying to twist this. I'm not twisting anything. There was obviously a relationship, and and that that spells collusion. And she was paying. No, she no, was no, favorite. No, no. She was collusion. giving him big time for favorites. No, of course it is, Danny. She she actually wanted him to be a high profile lawyer because they were lovers, and she she and he uh, were doing this at the worst possible time. This is uh, this is why we're having this hearing. If she had I, I, brains, I, I, she would have avoided this from the beginning. I agree with you on that point totally, okay? Those couple of points you just raised, totally. But the bottom line is the jury, nobody during that trial, during that jury's hearing, during their deliberation, and when they issued the guilty plea against Mr. Trump and the, what, 18 other people, nobody knew that. So they're, they're, it would not have influenced them, not one iota. All right, so she should be, uh, I don't know if there's an acquittal and a hearing, but this will not go to a, a full-fledged trial is what you're saying. No, there's not going to be a trial there. They're trying to get her dismissed or disbarred or whatever. So you're but saying I, that she should remain there is what I'm saying. I think the judge, uh, McAvee, I think he's going to rule and say, you, you guys, you know, you, didn't, you presented your case, she presented the case. Uh, there's no there there. All right, there you go. All right, should have been a lawyer, we'll Danny. See. All right, well, we'll have to wait and see. What, is, when, when's it, what are they going to decide? It's still it's by tonight or tomorrow? Well, it'd be McAvee's. Uh, it'd be up to him to make the decision. I don't know. I guess after it'd be after today, obviously next day or so. All right, we're looking forward to it. I'm glad your eye came out okay, but I, I, I had my cataract done in my right eye, and I had it done the old-fashioned way, and yeah. I, 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 I couldn't go the laser route. Oh boy, oh, well, I, I did. I, I, I would go the old, the old route. If I had to do it with my other eye, but I'm okay now. 
but uh, I just uh, I can't go the laser thing because you still got to have some other follow ups and things. And right. I just, right. No, I know. Laser thing. I don't want that light going in my eyes. I I agree, but you know you got to you know. The old fashioned way really worked because I was in there about fifteen minutes. Right. Well, that's what they said with this, and it was fifteen minutes, but it was the longest fifteen they minutes of my life. Off and put the new one on, and then you take your drops for several hours and a day or so and whatever. And uh, my vision is back to 2020. Well, good. Well, good. Hopefully mine will be, too. And I hope yours does, too, Glenn. I appreciate it, Danny. Thank you okay. very much, sir. Glad you're back. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, Danny Francis. Hi, you're in the air. Interrogation you had going on there, Glenn. Right, I felt like I was on, at a hearing or trial, whichever. I was on I was on the stand. I, I, all right, I did it. I did it. Right, what's going on? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you're, uh, I'm glad you're, your eye's feeling better and you're in, in better shape. Thanks. But, Yesterday, yesterday, Jeff made it sound as though, uh, you know, there was something different going on. I thought you kind of already explained to the listing office, our audience, what was going on. No, nah, I, I was probably, you know, I didn't tell Jeff much, so he didn't really know. Um, you know, so I just, I, 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 I didn't know if he'd be back and today. he doesn't listen to your show. Isn't that odd? Well, at one point yesterday, he said he was on the hotline. He says, my brother's calling me. Doesn't he know I'm doing the hotline? They said, no, it's 5 o'clock. I'm talking out loud in my bedroom. <laughs> with with right. these stupid goggles on my eyes, um, but no, I, you know you lose track of time. You don't know what I did. Both shows at one point last year, as you know. So yeah, you don't know which show you're doing. And at this time of year, it's always, it's always dark and gray anyway. So it doesn't really matter. So yeah, anyway, he did a he did a he did a, a pretty fair job with Joe Stanley. Although Joe Stanley didn't take the call serious because you could tell he was driving along. Well, he drives a lot, and I've noticed uh, in the last f- couple of months when Joe calls in, it sounds like he's like jumping up and down on a mattress. I'd say something else, but I wouldn't, you know. Again, it's family hour, but nonetheless, I hear you know he's, we get weird transmissions from Joe's phone call, which ultimately means he's probably driving somewhere. That's why it sounds funky, and I'm sure it was that way yesterday. But yeah, it, was, it sounded had, like a good a, call. He had a he had an interesting uh, story to tell, and. When he was getting to the peak of it, Jeff said, oh, I know you don't really get into politics, but what are you doing? <laughs> you know, the subject completely. Right. right when he was getting to the peak of his story, and right. he kept trying to get back into it. Right. Who do you think was responsible for the shooting out there in Kansas City? Crickets. Uh, yeah, it was, it was more of a localized, but it was funny. But, hey, just, Glenn, yeah. if you're asked repeatedly how yeah. much is two and two and you say four, but they keep dropping water on your head. Right. Eventually, you'll say three right. to get that water. Exactly, down. exactly. And it's painful to listen to that conversation you had with Danny. Today. Yeah. That's what he, was doing. <laughs> he was doing everything he could to get you to change your mind, <laughs> to change your opinion. Right, right. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't explaining facts you didn't know. Well, Everything I thought he did. I thought he did, and well, because he, he was he was talking about well, one, I didn't know that she went on the stand on her own on her own behalf. I didn't know that. Uh, that's important. But you know, that's like O.J. Simpson wanting to go on the stand and say he didn't kill two people. So you know, some, sometimes people do the st- stupid things. And from what I, mean, I can there, hear, there, she there, didn't sound there, too good at all. There's so there's so many of these type of things that aren't trials, but are kind of trials that are you know, publicized now, that are on TV or on the radio, you know, all this type of thing going on all the time. Right. No one knows exactly what they are. And the same thing with all the things with Trump going on right now. It's just things no one really knows. This is unprecedented. It's it's, unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah, but to be, you know, to have it brought up as though your mistake in this whole situation is that you didn't know it wasn't a trial. I mean, that's not important. Well, yeah, no, it's a guy. I should have known. But that's what an instigator, I'm sorry, an interrogator does. (laughs) He was an interrogator. An interrogator. Right. All right. But that's just what it is. But when you're you're on the outside and you're listening, 
you just, I, it's like I'm hearing that water drip and him asking you <laughs> over and over, two plus right. two is five. Mal! One, two plus two is five. Right. Over and over, and you're just going, no, but two plus two is four. I got four fingers out. See, one, two, go. three, four. No, Glenn, two plus two is five. Right, I'm icy he spice. He that over and over. He right. is quite the interrogator. Yeah, I am. Well, he was in his, in his former life. Well, I got to get out of here. Well, thank you, Lefty. Okay, bye-bye now. Hey, feel better. Bye-bye now. Thanks. Thank you very much. That's Lefty. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's How you that? doing? Good. How you doing? Well, if you listen to Fannie Willis today, first of all, she doesn't even know what country she's vacationing in. Right, right. Speaking of all. Right, good point. When they, when they, when they mentioned cash hoard, she thought she, they said the other word and got offended. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think... By the way, she did herself much justice. By the way, there's there's a hip hop girl woman whose career started, believe it or not, on the on the Doctor is it Doctor Phil on the Doctor Phil show with her mother years ago, and now she's a hip hop star, which means she's completely untalented. But she, you know, they gave her a million dollars anyway because she talks about living up in the hood and talks about her cooch all the time, and she's being interviewed by this white woman who says you're a musician, and she goes, I'm not a musician. I'm an actress. I, 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 I play music. I'm, I'm not a magician. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I play music. I said, no, no, you're a musician, meaning if you play music, that makes you a musician. What do you mean musician? I'm not a musician. I was like, this is maddening. This woman is a millionaire. She talks, she does hip hop. Nothing, everything is stupid. And, and, and she's probably hanging out with Icy Spice doing devil signs and whatnot. And this, this is where we are. We have a bunch of idiots making big-time bucks in the entertainment business, and we got this Willis lady who didn't know what island she went to and what you just stated, and it's identity politics, and I know it's not politics, but you know where I'm going with this. It's just this is what happens when you put someone in the back of the line and you put them in the front of the line, a.k.a. Kamala Harris, one heartbeat away from the most powerful position in the world, all based on, you guessed it, identity politics. And we see it in real time. We saw it today. Danny, on the other hand, sees a completely different side of it. You, on the other hand, saw something uh, more realistic. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. Didn't understand Danny one bit. I, 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 I get it. But, I mean, this is the woman, pre you know, she's, she's prosecuting the president of the United States. And when you can see her character on display. Right, right. Good it's, point. It's quite obvious that uh, it, it, this is a joke. It's an absolute joke. The part that, uh, and I didn't watch it entirely because I was here, but Hannity was playing excerpts. Did you see the part where she kind of lost it and, and then they had to break for a, a recess? Did, did you see that part? I did. I did see that part. And the judge just, and the judge I thought was pretty fair today. Uh, you know, he, he and he wanted to move it along. You could tell he was getting tired of her testimony. Oh, my God, I didn't end. realize. This is Michael. By the way, folks, uh, you, you, you call me without identifying you. I can't recognize your voice sometimes. It's Dr. Michael Schwartz. I just wanted you to treat me like a normal caller. <laughs> no favoritism. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would hire you to be the DA for the most important case in Fulton County history, uh, and you have absolutely no experience whatsoever. Uh, yes. So I, 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 you know, we have callers here, and it's good. It's we're fair and balanced here, and I know you have both sides of the political coin on your podcast, the Mike and Mike Show. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's good to get the others. It's very good to get the other side and another opinion. But you saw it differently than our caller, Mike. Uh, it's, it's just scary. As I'm sitting here watching this, I mean, he's got to defend all these lawsuits. It's kind of crazy. I mean, come on. If you can't see through this, you've got another thing coming. I mean, they, they are just out to get this guy. And, and, and most of the DAs have said that. It was the, the woman in New York said that. Ran on the platform of going after Trump. Uh, it wasn't, you know, I have evidence and we need to show something or we need to prove a case. It was, I'm going to build a case against Trump. 
And that's all that this side cares about. They just want to lock him up because they don't want him to be president again. Letitia James, the same thing. I, someone sent me a link today to Barack Obama being interviewed by Stephen Colbert, a well-known communist. And he was literally, I don't know when this interview was. I wish I did. But he was saying, you know, uh, they were talking about term limits with presidents uh, being two terms. And he says, you know, I wish I had an ability to just speak to someone in their earpiece and, and tell them what to say, you know. And, and it's funny because he's setting – and meanwhile, Colbert is laughing. Oh, wouldn't that be great? It's literally happening. No one in their right mind can say that uh, – uh, I was going to say Officer Joe Biden. President Joe Biden is running things. And Barack Obama la- laid, that, laid that interview down I don't know how long ago, but that's exactly what he's doing. And, and he's doing that with Letitia James. He's doing that with Willis. And he's doing that in every particular case that's going on right now. He is the puppeteer right now. That's the way I see it, Mike. I don't know if you do. I mean, he's a puppeteer for Biden, too. If anybody, and his whole team is coming out now saying, oh, he's, he's bright, he's brilliant. Right. So he's on the ball. He works harder than anybody else. The rest of us can just watch his statements every day. Right. You know, and the fact that he doesn't give statements. He, he puts a lid on every... You know, on every day for the press, just about about noon when he gets, takes a nap. Right, right. Uh, he doesn't want to come out and talk. He, he did campaign from his basement the whole time, and I think that's what he's going to do this entire campaign. What, let me ask. I got to take a break, but let me ask you this: In as far did you see the interview with uh, Vladimir Putin and and Tucker Carl, uh, Carlson? Did we've been talking about that on air a lot? Um, oh, know, I'm sorry, and I missed yesterday. It, yeah. Go ahead. I know you got to take a yeah. With it, we, first of all, I mean, it's interesting to see his side, right? It's interesting to hear about you don't hear about in our country. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, uh, Mike Calderese had asked me, because the news broke, about this Russian nuclear capability that they were trying to get out to the public and declassify immediately so we could hear about it, right. that could interrupt our nuclear satellites. Now right. we start to look at that in- intel and say, hey, is this real? Or is this is this American propaganda? You can't tell who's telling the truth anymore. Uh- um, and look, I don't think Putin's a great guy. I think he's out for Russia. He doesn't care about America. Right. But at the end of the day, it was, it was kind of nice to hear where these leaders have talked in the past and where that information is coming from and what you might not have known in all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what this, uh, what is it, uh, hi, hi, um, hypersonic, uh, uh, and, and you know, Putin has been talking about this for the last couple of years since the war started. He was warning the West to say, I have something you don't. And, and by the way, apparently China does too. And it's frightening. But the timing is, just like you stated, is odd, and that all of a sudden we have a, a, a yet another distraction to take us away from all this heart, all this senility issues uh, with, with uh, uh, President Biden. I believe it was either Ted Cruz or Rubio who, who said basically what you just said, Mike, in that this sounds like a distraction and it's not what it sounds like it is. We've, already, we've known all along. What, what Putin has in terms of its capability with this hypersonic you know, missile that can get over, in, over New York City in, over, in less than five minutes or so, whatever it is. Uh, but now it just pops up out of nowhere. But this sets up what, what the governor, um, what's her name? I, I keep on forgetting her name. Gnomes uh, in uh, South Dakota there, the hot one. She said this the other night. She says they're going to set up something as an emergency means to prevent the ex- actually uh, actual election in November from happening. And the first thing I thought of when I heard this special report about this hypersonic uh, device, I'm thinking, oh, this could be the beginning of it. Do you feel that way as well? They, are we imminent? Is, is World War III around the corner? Therefore, we have to push the elections uh, to save our democracy, uh, Mike Schwartz? I hope not. I think it was more to do with this uh, Ukraine funding, uh, the fight that they've been having, and the conservatives trying to put the stop on that. I think this was more to say, oh, we, we better we better fund this, otherwise, you know, Russia's going to win this war and have more capabilities. 
I think that uh, I think that's more you know, pertinent in today's news cycle. I think. That's my opinion. No, that's a very good point. And the other thing that uh, Tucker brings up after the interview, because he's had a couple of uh, uh, posts on his Tucker Carlson network there, which I love, and he says he couldn't believe how how modernized the city of Moscow is. 13 million people, 139 million people live in the largest landmass country in the world. That's Russia. And that's less than double than what we have. 13 million people live. And he showed pictures and video of Moscow. Not the Moscow that I remembered from the Robin Williams movie, Moscow on the Hudson, where they had to wait online for hours just to get a roll of toilet paper. So we've been, we've been delivered a complete lie all along about Russia and their impact. Not to mention they had uh, the Olympics there, what, eight years ago, and they spent billions of dollars to produce something in an area where they didn't even have any snow. So they're not the Russia that we remember, Mike. So and, and just there's nothing I can believe anymore about the old Russia and the new Russia and whether or not this is the distraction or what, like you said, maybe this is in defense of, of everyone's you know, uh, downward play on, on the Ukrainian war. Whatever it is, uh, I've learned a lot from that four-hour interview with Vladimir Putin. And what I saw today, I don't know if you caught any of it. I know you're a busy guy. But if you can, check out the first five or ten minutes of how The View – I know I shouldn't watch this show – but how they looked at it and how they vilified – and uh, demonized uh, uh, how uh, uh, Tucker Carlson uh, uh, treated that interview and how he's not a real journalist. It's just, it, it's propaganda plus, and it's sad what's happening these days, Mike. Uh, it is very sad. I think Tucker does a great job. I was watching his network last night. I am a subscriber. Yeah. I do check him out. And uh, it's, it's scary. You only hear in the news what they want you to hear, folks. I, I don't know if you heard last week, uh, Glenn, the Jim Jordan, the Judiciary Committee came out, and this affected me that the White House directed Amazon to censor books right. related to COVID or the vaccine. I don't know if you saw that story that's out in public now. Uh, I, I, I might have a case here against Amazon, so if they're listening, I'm coming for you. But uh, that the White House directed them, they, they questioned it, and then they finally said, okay, we'll do it. That's why you have a hard time finding uh, my book and other books on this stuff, because they only want you to hear what they, they think they want you to hear. Isn't that amazing? And, and, and now, is that public? I mean, I know you had to be very careful. Could we talk more about that next time, Mike, as far as, you know, the restrictions from Amazon and, and what, you just, uh, what you just stated there? Shoot, shoot me uh, an email when we're off air, and I will uh, send you over a story on it so you can check it out. Excellent. Fantastic. Dr. Michael Schwartz, thanks for the call in today again. Buddy, feel better. We'll talk to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz, who wrote Fauci's Fiction, who has been a semi-regular caller here, and also the host of his own podcast on Rumble called the Mike and Mike and Kelly, Mike and Mike Live and Kelly Show. Uh, Let's do a break. We'll be back right after this. When it comes to remembering your loved ones, only the best will do. That's why one important phone call to make should be to a com two fifteen Burnett Avenue, Syracuse, New York. Also, bear in mind that L.A. Quarry is uh, a pr- official sponsor of the Live at Five show, along with our noontime uh, sh- uh, hotline show, the most uh, popular show in America. Uh, for all your crushed stone, uh, crushed rather, limestone needs in the North Country, call up L.A. Quarry. They deliver, or you can pick it up right at their quarry in Lafarsville. This quarry is as big as the China- Chinese wall, the wall of China. You can see it from space. In fact, uh, Flat Earth Donnie can see it from California. Go tell him. He'll tell. By the way, Flat Earth Donnie has been uh, interviewing people on the streets and antagonizing basically everyone in Hollywood, including uh, Dan Tosh. Remember Tosh.0? He was walking with his baby. I don't know what the deal is there. Plus, the, uh, the tough guy uh, from uh, 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 Better Call Sal or Saul. He was also the tough guy in uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop that shot the guy in the hallway there. 
You know, the guy that robbed the, uh, the, the, the convenience store from Fast Times, Richmond I. Different movie. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. I forgot to forget his name. He looks like he's Father Time, right? He looks like he's 96 years old. But uh, uh, Donnie's had a couple of celebrities on there, including uh, what he does is he basically sabotages people in a parking lot somewhere at some, some deli or some popular place where a lot of, you know, well-to-do people like D- Dan Tosh is his name. He used to do Tosh.0. Kind of looks like uh, Tom Brady in a way. Actually, he looks very much looks like Tom Brady, and he stops him from, you know, doing. Hey, you think the Earth is flat? Hey, get out of my face! And and, and T- Dan Tosh took the camera out of uh, Donnie's hand and threw it to the ground or something or other. And then the other tough guy from uh, from uh, Better Call Saul, he actually talks to Donnie, try to reason with him, but he doesn't get anywhere. And of course, the first video was was of uh, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly J- uh, Bruce. From Montreal Olympics fame with a decathlon back in 1976. A good guy, by the way, and a conservative. And uh, immediately, here's an opportunity to talk to a famous person. Hey, what about you? You know, what about this? What about that? What do you think about politics? What do you think about what ha- happened in Kansas City? So, nope, nope, nope. We got to go straight for the flat earth question. So he drives away in his Lexus. Let's go to the phones. Let's see who's there. It's probably Donnie. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, this is Glenn? Yeah, this is me. Hey, buddy, this is Spider. Sp- Spider, my goodness. What's going on, Spider? What's going on? Well, um, did you see me on the news today? I was live on the news today in the noon show of my big event I'm doing. April 19, 2024, I'm doing a huge event for anti-bullying. Anti-bullying. And I tell you what, if there's one guy that knows about, and, I, and I'm sorry to bring this up, Spider, but uh, you've been at the brunt of bullying at one point or another in your life. And I you, was. Yeah. And... You just see the sponsors coming out and everything. Like I just got a check from OD Green. Nice. I'll pay for the field, hundred dollars and everything. Nice. Yeah. And right now I got twelve teams. When is it? When, April when? It's April nineteenth. The home. So the first time ever. If you want to come down to broadcast or something and announce, April nineteenth is the first time ever home run derby at Caustic Field. Now it happened in the life. The Caustic Field. Why Caustic Field? Because um, it's regular software, they have a backup. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's it's a field that people. It's almost like Potter's Field. (laughs) I got all three fields. I got the fairgrounds one and two also too. Right. And then I also got like, um, Caustic Field, but I want the home run derby and everything. And I also got the Indian River Poplar football team. Hmm. Um, gonna be out there selling fifty-fifty tickets, raffle tickets. Why are you going to have an outdoor event? Why are you having an outdoor event so early, though, uh, Spider? Well, because it's totally, because, like, you never know with Mother Nature. Yeah. We never know. It might be nice because next week it's supposed to be, like, 40 degrees in Ohio, Wednesday. <laughs> it's going to be 40 degrees already. That's a great time to have an outdoor event. Well, that, I mean, I get it. But, um, hey, Spider, let me ask a question. Yeah. Did you ever watch Goodfellas? Yeah. And there's a character in there. His name is Spider. Yeah. And he's the guy that played Christopher in The Sopranos. I thought he did a really good job in that role. He shouldn't have gotten shot for, from Tommy. But anyway, that's a, that's a movie that never happened. Well, actually, it did happen. But nonetheless, I wanted to share that with you. So Spider is having an anti-bullying event on April 19th at Caustic Field, weather permitting. Uh, Spider, I, th- I, no, weather um, per- <coughs> I think that's great. Yeah, hey, um... It's like April 19, 2024, but with the weather, 
I got a rain day for the end of April, too. Okay, good. But you know what, Spider? I love what you're doing because bullying, bullying is such a big issue. Uh, people of all ages, by the way, including elderly people, get bullied uh, uh, from time to time from other people of their age. It's a horrible thing, but it's true. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm doing because it's pretty bad. And I, th- and I, I think it would be good to get the kids involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, now, I know it. Yeah. Want to bring you a flyer? And yeah, yeah. Flyer? Bring bring the flyer in and put my name on it. Will you, will you Spider? John Curry? Okay. All right. And... I'm also looking for sponsors too. All right, well, I got like five way now, and I'm looking for sponsors. Well, you got to get the word out there. So the more interviews you well, do, today I was on the news. So that's gonna help. You'll get uh, you get the phone ring. Where were you on the new news at Channel Seven? I was on the new news, and I was on the six thirty show. Well, you really good for you. All right, so we'll see you again probably at six o'clock tonight. I'll look forward to seeing that. Spider, don't be no, a straight. No, no. Yeah. Not the 6.30 tonight, so I'll do the 6.30 in the morning. Oh. Show, and, then the, and the noon. And the noon one. Gotcha. Okay, great. That's fantastic. Spider. Like, people are going to call my phone, too. That's good. Well, you'll get more and more publicity, uh, and as the uh, hopefully the weather will hold out. But I think you should have this indoors. Either way, it's going to be a great event, and I'm going to help you out, Spider. <laughs> Thank you. So can you promote it for me? I well, I'm going to do my best. Okay. All right. Thanks, Spider. Thank you. I'll talk to you. That's uh, Spider with his big event on April 19th. How are you on the air? Hey, Glenn. I like to talk about the zoo. Come on, Tim. Tim, I got my Come eye on. done. <laughs> yeah, I got your eye done. Yeah, I, I, I had the old style done. Did you really? Uh, like Danny was saying, which is, uh, mine was different, Glenn. When they did my eyeball, I came out of there. Yeah. I, I could see the best I could ever see. I, I saw the... Uh, the uh, screws on a, a metal roof. I've never seen those in, in my entire life. But wow. the doctor said they'll just go back to where it was, and sure enough, it did. Oh, oh man. So, but, um, oh. hey, you're not talking much about the uh, voting machines. Uh, are you a little scared of Dominion or something, or what? What, you, what, what from uh, the 2020 election? And, and the yeah, allegation? Well, here's the deal. Yeah. You know they're replacing all those machines, right? I did not know that. I should have known that. I did not know that, yeah. Ed. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. All those machines, all those great machines that were supposed to be secured and uh, uh, reliable, they're replacing every stinking one of those for the voting process again. Huh. So that's a, is that an admission of guilt that they were wrong all along, that, that the, the pillow guy was right? Yeah, see, don't you think that's uh, suspicious, Glenn, that they, they're re- replacing them all? According to Jeff, the way I understood it, that's what he said hmm. on his show. Well, I mean, I did see you know a couple of you know you never know what to believe anymore, but I did see a couple of uh, uh, posts on Instagram or Facebook of, of some trial somewhere of people basically saying that uh, there was an easy way to adjust the outcome of any type of voting process by way of by, by through the use of the Dominion. And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Dominion isn't that company out of Venezuela? Should we trust our own voting system with the, with a country like that, Tim? Or am I mistaken? Well, that's the thing. According to Jeff, he's supposed to be touchscreen. Right. Um, so I just think it's another way to sway the election. Right. They got to right. come up with it. They don't have COVID, so right. they're going to do this again. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty suspicious of that that whole thing. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier with Dr. Michael Schwartz, and I'm thinking like they got it. You know, Barack Obama, the puppeteer, is going to set up. You know, it's too late for COVID because remember, COVID nineteen started in November of the previous year. That's why they called it COVID nineteen. It went right through this time of year, and the shutdown was in March. 
And then ultimately that led to, you know, restrictions and all the states started changing their laws. And, oh, you could do a mail-in balloting. Oh, you could do early voting, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, ballot harvesting became a thing. I, they got to get to that point again, Tim. I don't know if they're going to get it uh, by way of a new uh, strain, a new virus, or by the threat of an imminent, you know, like, oh, we're going to be bombed anytime here. We can't have an election. We got to hold off. And, you know, they'll manipulate it that way. I'm a well, conspiracy theorist, unfortunately, Tim, but I think we all become that way these days. You have well, to. Here's, uh, is, don't you think that's a way by changing the machines? Uh, well, uh, uh, you know, maybe there might be modern. I mean, when you talk about touchscreen technology, that's obviously should have been done a long time ago. Look, I got an iPad right next to me recording the show on Facebook. This technology has been at our disposal now for nearly 20 years. So why is it we're still flipping a switch, closing the curtain like we're, you know, uh, the great Oz of, of uh, uh, Julie Garland uh, uh, status and whatnot? I mean, we, we were a long time coming. I mean, we're still writing in little circles locally and putting in a large sheet. We're still taking the SAT exam uh, when we vote here in northern New York. So uh, touchscreen technology should have been here a long time ago. But in answer to your question, yeah, it seems like once you get to that point, you can manipulate it in whichever fashion you want, and no one would know the difference. So I agree with you, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you, my friend. That's uh, Tim the Enchanter. So we got about a minute and a half left. Um, I got to remind myself, is it snowing out? Someone just tell me if it's snowing out. I can't really see that we have a little window beyond where I'm sitting right now. It's dark out. It's in the backyard. There are absolutely no lights. Listen, if you want to kill somebody, do yourself a favor. Drag the body behind here especially during, during a, a, a nasty night like tonight, and just drop it there, and no one will know for about three months. You don't have to bury it or anything. Because we live at the end of, oh, we live, we work at the end of a dead-end street here in Wealthy Avenue, and it is darker than dark. Let's see if this person knows. Is it raining out? It is snowing out. Snowing out, that's what I meant to say. It's, uh, it's Tammy from Pamelia. I'm going slow. So is it heavy snow? Is it thick? Is it thick, wet snow? Uh, it's it's pretty slick. I'm behind a plow, so, I mean, I, I'm going slow anyway, but, yeah. All right. Got good tires, so we're good. All right. Well, that's good. Well, t- Tammy, thanks for that, because I'm going to have to go out and clean out, uh, clean off the satellite yeah. dish. But thank you. Safe, safe driving, well, Tammy. I appreciate thanks. it. you too, man. Thank you very much. That's Tammy from Pamelia. We haven't heard from her in a while. So I'm glad to be back, and the eye is getting better. I got it wide open now, just like the movie. Eyes wide shut. AM 1240 WE10, Watertown makes this legal. Up next is CBS News. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. 